What is up? We are Bestow the Bar. My name is Mary. That's my sister, Victoria Plotus. I can't introduce myself. <laughs> um, we got with us, first name Luke, middle name. I ain't got last name. No Luke! That was good. So <laughs> 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 All right. That's the best intro I've done. That was pretty strong, I know. honestly. Thanks. I practiced it all day because I kept saying, first name Luke, middle name, and got no, but like Come no on. was part of the that's last the whole thing. I fucked it up every time. Damn. Honestly, that's, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's hard. I practiced in the mirror because I was like. That's hard body. Yeah. All right, so let's just be honest here. You are well known, just word of mouth. It is very hard to find stuff about you online. Mary has in front of her the, his LinkedIn in I a PDF talk format. To my PR agent, actually. <laughs> He's kind of capping. Um, so it's a good job because like it was hard to find the information. But like once I started in the dark web, I was like, I got this. Get there. <laughs> Pull up your your uh, your high school and then yeah. Which oh by the hop into your Did yearbook. You play sports. I didn't. Okay, that was why it was super hard because I was like going through basketball. I was like, I know basketball. Never. <laughs> no soccer. I never really was into sports. I kind of just watch it now, like. For fun. Yeah. So, so then you were in music. You were into music like hella early. Yeah, early on, like 18. But like I was in music vibe like my whole life. Like I was like one of those weird like choir kids. Like I was in chorus. Like that was my Aww. elective. Like every like Wait, since. Did you wear to choir? It's like third grade. What do you mean they don't have any uniform? I, wore, I had a unit like it was like school uniforms. So oh, wear, you like, went to private school? shirt? No, not private school. Oh. But like I, we had uniforms. Yeah. All right. It was like collared shirt and like the khakis. And you some know. boat shoes. And some boat shoes. Yeah. Fairies. <laughs> you know, I used to fuck with fairies. Mm. I'm not okay. Lie. We went to private school, so we like don't touch fairies because they're part of our uniform. Oh, so you're like against that? Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't. But, like that's yeah. for other reasons. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, not. Okay, so. Love you, mom. When? All right. So you grew up in Miami. Um, yeah, I was born in Miami. Okay. Raised there like half my life. All right. Hey. And then I moved to Boca, Boca Raton. Oh me. yeah. Okay. The land of the old people. I go there all the time. People. Super white. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's okay. super but loaded. I loved it. Loaded. It was cool because like I was born in like Miami and like I got to see like a, you know, more like on the lower class like type of life and yeah. like, environment. And then like my uncles moved us to Boca okay. and I got to see like the upper echelon, you know, like all my friends were driving their uh, high school and like Beamers and Porsches and Range Rovers. Yeah. So it was cool. I got to see like the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. I don't only. Try. I have an older brother. Okay, I couldn't find that. Um, I looked. Cup uh, with ice, a little bit of Coke, and that just in it. Just give me the Coke. I'll pour myself. Just give you the. The Coca Cola. Just use my card for the. Um, yeah, I have an older brother. Okay. He's like a half brother, so we have different dads. Okay. But he's like my. Like role model, mentor. What He's he ten years older than me. Damn. Yeah. So he was like, you know, doing crazy shit. I was whooping like Mary's 16. ass when we were <laughs> in high school. Okay. Well, before we get into just his backstory, what exactly do you do? What do you have your hands on? Um, as of now, I manage multi-platinum producers and songwriters. Like. Uh, like uh, Jimmy Duvall. Okay. He produced Look At Me for XXXTentacion yes. okay. um, and a bunch of other records. That's just kind of like one of the big ones that you guys probably know about. I also manage Gusta Guru. He's also a multi-platinum producer, artist, songwriter, all of the above. Um, and he kind of was a part of the whole Trippy Red come up. Um, you know, Which is huge now. Every yeah. day I log on to something, it's like, trippy, it's a yeah. time. So trippy, he, it's a time. he had a really, I mean, he was with them since he really wasn't even okay. a big name. Um, and he produced all of his, like, hit records as well. So yeah. that's one of them. And I also manage Arnold is Dead, the kid with the Anne Frank tattoo Shout out to his face. face. <laughs> I like your Shout face. Shout out to mm -hmm. Anne Frank. Um, Shout out to Anne Frank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Anne Frank. Tell me you didn't read that book. In class. Yeah, I think everyone I mean, did. Yeah, no, if you didn't, we gotta talk about some shit other than that. Yeah. But like, okay. Um, and then we also we work with a lot of artists. You okay. know, because we focus on producers um, and songwriters, we're like on the back end, right? So we do production and songs for all artists across the board. You yeah, know? which is super important to Mary and I because. When we were talking about launching Bestow and stuff, we wanted to make sure that we spoke to people on the backside of things, not just artists yeah. and people who are so visible. Yeah. yeah, the back end. Because, like, you don't get to that spot if no one Without else is... the back end. No, hell no. And, like, if you have a good team, 
it makes it look like you did it on your own. If you have people working behind the scenes, like on your behalf, rolling through, it makes you look like, like you just did the shit on your own. Where in fact, like you, if you about there's a whole exactly. thing. There's a lot behind the curtains. Yeah, yeah I think people, sure. I think people know that, but I no didn't one know gets distribution was a thing until you started working at Create. Oh, I mean, I think that's a little different from an artist having like a manager, or producer, and that whole shindiggery you're talking about she now. She straight up just handed the bottle and a Coca-Cola <laughs> to this man and goes, pour it. <laughs> Generate. You got a cake? We get a cup. There's no ice. Oh, okay. There's, There's no, no ice. ice. Wow, look at this. We go hard. Jack Daniels. This mm. brings memories. <laughs> honestly. Um, what but kind of memories? Wait, what kind of memories? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Give me one. Give me one memory. Um. Wait, what inspired it started? But like, I want you to have already been in that no limit phase. I don't I'll want it. Okay, so after 16. After 16, yeah. yeah. Well, if you were drinking before 16, I respect that. You know what? The funny thing Do you is, respect the, that? the first time I drank was when I was 14. I blacked out at my grandfather's 100th birthday party. So you stole a spotlight. In Colombia. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the reason why that was kind of okay is because in Colombia, like, they start pretty young. Yeah. There's not really it's big loss. Yeah, yeah, it's different culture. But that was like the first time I got drunk and it was like, it was pretty crazy. This is the dopest shit ever. <laughs> what were you drinking? Um, whiskey. Yeah, that's drink like of choice. That's what we drink in, okay. in, in Colombia. Like, that's all I remember my uncles drinking like when I was young and stuff. Was that like your like drink of choice, whiskey? Yeah, but you know, I try to watch my figure, so I drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> Shout like out to your Tito's. figure. You're looking fine. Vodka water. Tito's tonic. Okay. I don't take it to the yeah. water. You're yeah, welcome yeah, yeah. at the beach anytime vodka, you want with yeah. our family. Vodka That's tonic, literally what the fuck I do. Vodka tonic, always. extra lime. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. You're my mother. You're my fucking mother, dude. Fuck yes. <laughs> I can't. Why didn't we have that tonight? Yo, because I don't fucking touch tequila. I only drink tequila. That's just gross. See, I had a tequila phase with like my ex 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 ago. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, Jesus Christ. We'll leave, M. we'll leave it at that. Okay, well, we'll refer to her as <laughs> M. M. A. 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 And we literally would be like that couple that like would go to the bar yeah. and like just sit at the bar and just like drink and Get drink and drink and like just have like an amazing night, just me and her. Like no one else was in the room. As it should be, though. It was amazing. Yeah. But did you, you know? have to drink to have that amazing night? I did. And that's when I realized that it was a kind of a toxic situation. Okay. You know? And then, like, even if we were, like, at home watching, like, movies, yeah. we would, like, kill a bottle of wine. Jesus. Shit. Like, for no reason. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, maybe, you know. So what changed? Between what? Like, what about your all's chemistry shifted when you started getting, like, when you were drinking? It just got toxic. We would get into fights, and it was because we drank, and then the next day we'd be fine. Like, oh, we were just drunk, and, like, that sucks. They're sweeter than on the rug. Yeah, and, like, yeah. that's lame. Like, you got to communicate and mm -hmm. figure how to fix it. Broke up with who? It's really touchy situation. Oh. I'll like kind of that tap on. Yeah. So I basically lost her to uh, a brain aneurysm. Shit. And like she like had a brain aneurysm and like basically forgot who I was. Fuck. Like on some like John, what is it, Dear John? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, respect the fact that you know that movie though. Like let's just take a second to appreciate <laughs> I mean, that. That's a good, good ass movie. movie. <laughs> you know? We're gonna get along just fine. <laughs> we can we can totally open a bottle of wine and watch it. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, as long as it's Cabernet. All right. No, no I only drank. I do Pinot Noir. Nope. Okay. I don't. Maybe a little Malbec. So nope. Like, you ain't going to be there. Just going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. I won't be there. Nah, I only drink Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It's like rookie, but. But going to have to pair that with on a Friday okay. with some Transformers. Yeah, we'll that's to appreciate. I'm young. That's fine. I'll be cold. Yeah, you'll be 24 years young. No, no. You literally have, if you count it out. I look like I'm 18. It's cool. You're half of 50 cent, you're 25 cent. Kill me wow. before I'm 35, Kaylin, please. Why? I don't want to wrinkle. I'm you're already wrinkling now. You're rude. That's okay, everyone, there's nothing wrong with a little Botox. No, 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 no. It's dangerous though, because once you start, you're like, mm. Oh, you can't stop. You can't, not. I was like, I gotta get these designer bags handled at some point. No, but so my thing is, is like, if you put in work in life, it's gonna reflect everywhere 100%. in your body. And 100%. so like, then I go with the thing where- You can't where, be coming into a meeting like fresh, yeah. brand it's new. like, oh, you slept? You slept. <laughs> 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 the fuck you been doing? All right, well, well, we appreciate that little personal touch. Yeah. Um, that's where you kind of just tell me to shut the fuck up because, like, that was going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah Jesus. Go Welcome to fucking Dr. Phil of relationships. <laughs> the fuck? All right. I can give great advice, but, like, if you ask me well, about... I know who to call, then. Yeah. Not, not you. 
No, no, I'm just, I was in a seven-year relationship. One. Shout out Uno to my Mas. ex-boyfriend. Wait, no, I like him, so. Okay. Seven years, wow. But I've one. I've never made it that far. Yeah, I'm cursed at six it's, months. It's, it's, wow. yeah. That's, yeah. I've never four, made Four. Four. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I've had four and they six months on the day. Yeah, literally. Hey, I like that picture, though. <laughs> yes. Write <laughs> this down. I'm going to text. There. I'm going to give you my phone number. You send me a pic every day. We're going to post That's it. That's going to be that clickbait. By the way, in the audience over there, I got one of my childhood best friends for like Ten plus years. We don't mic so up. She got all the dirt on me. Yeah. And yes. We, and we appreciate. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. So oh my though. god. So all right, but still fresh. Still. Still. All right. Crying. Enough Always. with your love relationship okay. advice thing yeah. going on. Gotcha. All right. So you say, from I'm getting this just straight off LinkedIn that you're different from any other manager. That. So yeah. what is what makes you different? Because I actually care about the product. Um, I'm like, I love, I'm super focused on the business, but I, I care more about the product than the actual business because without the product being perfect, the business doesn't really happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm like that type of manager that like is day to day with all of my clients. Like I'm really in those studio sessions. Yeah. Like I'm not out like I saw you last night with you know, those like, two girls that you manage. You were in a studio oh, session yeah, with the them. DJ duo. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm in the studio sessions. I'm like, I'm in the creative marketing meetings. Like yeah. I touch every aspect of like the whole brand and business with okay. every client because every client is its own entity and each client is doing something different yeah. you know and most managers kind of I mean I'm not going to say most because everyone's different but a lot just focus on the business and making the money you know I'm yeah. more of like the product let's perfect the product and make it better and better and better what can we do who can we bring in yeah. to make that product better okay. so I think that's what makes me different is like the relationship that I have between the people that I work with. Yeah. And I think that's super important, especially in management and in the music industry. Relationships are everything. Mm -hmm. So tell everyone who, where you currently are working and then what it takes for someone to work with you. Like, what do you look for? Um, what do you mean? Like, location-based or like where? No, like I as now? an artist, like what makes you be like, I so want to pick this artists, person. artists, it's tough because yeah. I started that. I started, man, when I got into like the music business, yeah. I tried to like break artists and tried to like work with artists and blow them up yeah. um, and I realized early on that with artists what you do most is spend money to like get out there and market yourself and yeah. then I had this huge like uh, shift in like what I, who I was managing when I was like you know I'm spending so much money and we're spending so much time on blowing this one artist up when I can be working with producers yeah. who are getting back end money and upfront money yeah. and you know, we're getting publishing and royalties, and now we're working with every artist. You know, when you're just dedicated to one artist, you're just like, this is all that matters. You yeah. know, this guy, this guy. But then, like, with producers, you know, sometimes I'm in the studio with Trippy. Sometimes I'm in the studio with Lil Mosey. Sometimes I'm in the studio with Zoe Dallas. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm just saying that because that's what's happening right now in my house. I was going to say, what you, you know? Besides hiking, like, what did you do in the past couple days? Uh, in the past couple of days? Like, you're in what's the studio? A day, what's a day in the life so, look for you? So... This weekend I went to ComplexCon, okay. which was like obviously a big film. Yeah. Um, I this is my first time there, so I heard that it was like terrible compared to last year. I was year. just about to drop. Yeah. Like we so we were gonna show up, but we saw a lot of tweets and everything that a lot of people weren't even gonna show up the second shoes. day. Yeah. So like I heard it was I everyone was telling me like yo this sucks blah 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 and I was like damn I feel it like it was just mad. It was sixty thousand people, so it's like how you do you know, contain them? Yeah. In one place. Organized, but it was cool. It was a great experience. But I feel like I was at Disney World, you know. And there's just some cool brands. I'm not gonna lie though. Shout out McDonald's because they had the hardest pop up there. They were giving I away free Sprite, chicken nuggets, fries. <laughs> you were could screen print your own T-shirts. Okay. I was like, and then I looked around. I'm like, steals this the makes show. Sense. McDonald's. <laughs> Ronald McDonald <laughs> oh, steals oh, Complex Con. Shout out McDonald's. I'm <laughs> They had the craziest pop up, okay. like a spinning DJ booth. It I was, was not. Who'd you see at Complex say. Con? <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Oh my god. Bro, I got a T-shirt. No. Yo, the chick was. I saw someone rocking a McDonald's T-shirt the other day. Yo, I got the Complex Con collab. It's crazy. It's a white long sleeve and it's like okay. I got I don't got two. Yeah, okay. Ungrateful. It was thoughtful. It was super dope. Yeah. And then yeah, so right. okay, so continuing. Yeah. Um besides McDonald's. Complex <laughs> Con was was dope and then Ray Sherman performed first night, yeah. featured the next night. And then Sunday night on my way home from Complex Con, I got into a car accident. 
shit. Someone smashed into me, like, dead on. So, like, I'm a little bit in in pain right now, like, hurting. Is that why your VR. hip was bothering you? My hip it was is, hella creeping these past No, days. my hip is bothering me. Yeah. Like, I have to go to the chiropractor, like, three times a week. Damn, chiropractor. Is like, that, like, was, an old? It's, like, a doctor where they, like, do... No, 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 I know what a chiropractor is. But I'm saying, like, is that, like, an old... Is that from that car accident or is that from, like, from the old? car accident. Oh. I got hit, like, dead on. So it really got me. Damn. Um, so that sucked. And then... So whatever. Monday was kind of slow for me because I was, like, still kind of shook up from the accident. Yeah. And in pain. But Tuesday got back to business, which was yesterday, right? Yes. Cool. Barely know what day of the week it is. Yeah, it's cool. I just checked the schedule <laughs> and see what what's going today? on. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so Tuesday back to business. So, like, a day in the life. I wake up. Yeah. I go to Equinox. Hey. I mean, this the that eucalyptus steam room. Yeah, what? yeah. She hates it. She hates it. But, but okay. Not only no no no. Not only no no wait. Not only not only did you just say that, but out of Equinox, their instructors, their classes, their equipment, I mean, their everything. everything I want that steam room. Everything. Right, but so. that steam room <laughs> oh, no. makes me pay that price no. every month. Yeah, no, I, I don't. All right. I fucking left Equinox to the eucalyptus. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always about the instructors that will no, I believe bring no, you there, but gonna, no, two seconds. So we went to Equinox. Mary goes, yeah, let's go sit and like just like kind of detox and refresh. And I'm like not about that shit. I like, I'm definitely not a yoga don't or, fucking sound did, like that. She was oh like, let's go there. So like she she sits. Which, by the way, like, there's two types of people. There's people who get like butt ass naked in oh, there, I and hate there's those pe- people. Okay, fucking thank you. I hate no, those okay, people. a towel, towel. But like, like but, but especially because like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, straight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like we're in LA, so like yeah. there's a lot of that, and yeah. I'm just like uncomfortable because you know yeah. I'm in there. Okay. And you're like, if I'm, like, so towel, so towel, you know, towel, so towel all yeah, day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I bring two towels. She um, goes in fully clothed. Her fucking head. Fully clothed. Fully clothed. Fully clothed. Yeah, no, so let me See, explain why. Aggressive. No, because, no, there's a I don't like those types let me, of people. No, okay, hey, well, he uh, doesn't like hold on. you. You fucking like, oh, we're not, okay. So, I go in there. No, the reason I go fully clothed is because, one, there's a difference between chicks. Like, if you have boobs, you ain't rolling nowhere without some fucking clothes on. And, like, wait, if you oh, chillin', okay. yeah, True. so, like, if you chillin' somewhere and, like, we be sweating, like, I got boobs, so, like, no? Anyway. No. Anyway, he does so not she have sits, Okay, well, yeah. You don't either, and so like you wouldn't understand this grind. So <laughs> she sits wow. literally like right here. Yes. Shots fired. Great. <laughs> you should come to Thanksgiving. It's like uh, great. You know my birthday's on Thanksgiving this year. Oh, it is. I was oh. born on Thanksgiving, so every seven years it lands on Thanksgiving. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know, honestly. I might just fly I'm home. I mail you some eucalyptus. I'm, soon. Oh, I'm gonna fucking send, send you some. She sits straight in front, and so like I didn't know, so I sit next to the thing that disperses the the steam. Yep, ready. So we're sitting there. She's you like, isn't I'm spraying everything down. She's like, See, I isn't hold it amazing? The, towel, the eucalyptus soaked towel. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were going to just say the towel so you don't no, smell it. No, <laughs> goes, no. no there's a eucalyptus soaked towel that they have in a special fridge. What? That yes, I grab and it's cold. And it's freezing yes. cold. Labeled Luke No Limits eucalyptus towel. Every time. <laughs> like, they know. She's, she gets in there and she's like, all right, Ronnie, are you ready for them? And she goes, I'm not kidding you. like that? As it's spraying, I'm like, can't breathe. So I'm sitting like, oh my God. I can't breathe and I go out and I, she goes out she starts, starts laughing she's like too much for you like, no bitch I was lacking oxygen who speaks like that <laughs> who speaks like that wow yo me and says you talk like that sometimes alright anyways so yeah eucalyptus I got you yeah. I fucking hate it yeah. so shout out to equinox so, so you go to equinox. equinox and I go the eucalyptus steam room is like my end game after my workout whether it was a good one or a bad one um, I sit in there I meditate yeah. I, I say three things I'm grateful for at that moment Still. in time and then that kind of resets me for the day. And then, like, I just start fresh. Um, I leave. I go back to the house. I got to do my rounds because I have two producers that we're developing in the house living with us. Okay. So I have a studio compound in Bel Air That's with sick. three studios in it. Jimmy, I live with Jimmy Duval, but okay. we, we're developing producers. So we have, like, producers staying with us. So I, I got to like get home. Yeah, it's like an incubator type Yeah, thing. I like that. Um, so I get home and I got to do my rounds. All right. Are the guest rooms clean? Are the studios clean? Yeah. Is the conference room clean? All that stuff. Um, and then if I don't, I gotta bring out the Swift, you know. And start I thought he was gonna say I gotta bring out the Swiffer and start cleaning. <laughs> I was like, no. oh my no. god, he does it all. <laughs> he literally 
I actually it's a jack finally of all found a, a cleaning lady. All right. Yeah. But, um, Are you OCD about cleaning? Super. So, like, we have these house rules that, like, if you don't, you know, you know, because we're letting you live in the house for free. Absolutely. So wow. it's like if you aren't, like, doing your responsibilities, like, and that's just respect, you yeah. know, at most more than anything. Okay. Um, you know, then we have a three-strike policy. Cool. You know, and then on third strike, then you get sent home for a week to kind of, like, reflect on, like, what you had and what you could lose or potentially, you know, gain. Okay. Um, I like the way you roll. Yeah. This is all, like, very, like, mental game prep, like, kind of always reflecting. Super. Like, where you're at yeah. and, like... You have to. You have to, like, be in the moment, but also, like, think about your surroundings and what's going on because we just get so lost, especially in L.A., yeah. of, like, you know, we forget, like, what we're doing and why we're here and, mm -hmm. what, you know, where we're trying to go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I do that and then... If everything's good, then I start my day. I like sit at my conference table and I start reaching out, emails, responding to emails, dealing with PR meetings, A&R meetings, you know, figuring out. I'm like listening to music constantly. So I'm like, all right, because I work with producers. So yeah. I'm like always constantly listening. All right, what came out this week? You know, and who can we send records to? Who needs records right now? Um, and then I try to have most of my meetings at the house. And then obviously some of my label meetings, I have to go to the buildings. Okay. Um, and then that'll be from like 12. I usually start my actual business day at like noon, okay. wake up at like eight, eight thirty, gym. And then I get to, you know, cause I need the gym. That's like what keeps me sane. Same. Yeah. Yep. And then noon, I start my day. I work normally around four to five hours max every okay. day where I'm like literally sitting at my computer doing reach outs, phone calls and emails. Yeah. And then most of our studio sessions are scheduled from like four past that okay so like from four on out that's like all night so you know the artists will come in i introduce them make sure that everything's good and then we have a studio manager that takes care of the rest and then like i said i'm usually in the studio session so if i don't have to go to like an event that night or like go see someone or do something yeah in like the networking bullshit that you have to do in LA, <laughs> um, then I'm like, Not a fan. then I'm, I'm in the studio. I stay in the studio and I'm part of the whole creative process. Okay. Um, and then yeah, that can just last all night. And then I usually try to cut myself off around like four or five a.m. because I need at least three, four, four hours of sleep. Okay, I need uh, sixteen, but it's cool. <laughs> no, seriously, she yeah. sleeps. I take a four-hour nap a day. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like on the weekends, I sleep. Like that's yeah. when I really catch up. I yeah. get eight ten no matter what. Yeah. But during the week it's kind of tough because I have to get up to the gym and. What to do? Yeah, a hundred percent. I still got to run the business as, as much as I love the creative part. Yeah. The business is what keeps the lights on. So. Is that what drive? Do you enjoy? Because like when you're in your space, I would think that the business end of it is something that drives you. Like, do you get an adrenaline rush from like when you're signing new things or like 100%. making new money? Yeah. Like deals that are on the table or like, you know, phone conferences with people that like I enjoy doing business with. Yeah. That really gets me going and like gets me out of bed. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like I can't wait to close this next deal or I can't wait to put out the next thing for like the, you know, the markets to hear. Yeah. It's cool because I get to really get a firsthand look and like, um, I get to like see and feel things before they actually come out with most setting. of the artists that we work with, you know? So it's just, it's like a special feeling that you get. Cause like there's been so many times where I've heard a record eight months before it came out. And then one day I'm, I hear it on the radio and I'm like, that's so cool. I heard that eight months ago in my studio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, the creative is a big part of it, but the business definitely gets me going and like gets me out of bed and. But we need we need that also to help the artists because the artists they don't sometimes want anything to fucking do with it. No, they don't ever. You know, and if they do get involved, yeah. they f mess it all up. <laughs> so it's like because they're right. attached to their what they put out. Yeah. That's their baby. Yeah. So I think it's it's super important to have that. It's like selling your baby that you raised. Yeah. You know. Like, okay, so with with nowadays people don't want to be signed with a label. What, so coming from you, why is that? So, you know, me and my partner always say this like. And we sit with artists and we're like, we ask them, why do you want us to be signed to a label? Like, what is it that you really need? Yeah. You want the team, you want the marketing, or do you want the money? Yeah. You know, what is it that you really want from a label? And then once they answer that, it's like, all right, that gives us a good kind of like a good understanding of like, okay, this is what this kid wants from that label. But like, realistically, you don't need a label because we have the internet. And like, as long as... Don't get me wrong. You need money. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter whether it's coming from a label, yeah. 
a fucking drug dealer, your mom, your, mom, your family, <laughs> yeah. your trust from yeah. me. It doesn't matter yeah. where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. If you want to make it in the music industry, you want you need money. Yeah. You know, and even there's like those miracles where like things go viral and then you know That's stuff blows up. Yeah. But like the actual blueprint of music, like you need to put money behind things, and you need to put the right resources behind things. So. I believe in labels mm-hmm. for the right reasons. Yeah. But you can do it independent all day. I mean, we've had multiple opportunities to partner up with like bigger management companies or like you know, we've had labels offer us imprint where like we could build our own label under them. Yeah. You know, but we're capable of doing it independently, you know, and we I have feel all like the tools. You lose that personal touch, like the one that that makes you, you be definitely able. do. Yeah. You know, like I have artists that are signed and you know, everything goes to the label and then like even no matter how much we work beforehand you know we still get to that point where like all right they make that final decision yeah so it's like you lose a little bit of a creative touch on it yeah um but yeah i think labels are great i'm not knocking them yeah but they're definitely like becoming a thing of the past i think drink champs just sat down with you showed me his episode i stole a quote from him come on I literally just watched it again today. Fuck. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it does. But he said that he was signed to Universal. Who? Yo, hold on. Yeah. You're not talking I about Joe Budden, are you? Mm. Who are you talking about? Chance? Drink Chance. No. Have you seen Drink Chance? Never. Damn. I, we love Drink Chance. Okay, artists? but seriously. Zoom in on my face. Shout no, out to a, Drink Chance. Come on. I'm going, oh, maybe yo. Maybe I have seen him on IG. Why are you... Why are you in there? Just go on YouTube, type in Drink Champs. I sent it to you, didn't I? No, I, I took a you. I took a video of it on your computer. Snapchat. Yeah, Mary and Snapchat. I spent a good portion of our day like well, just. You know, watching. I hate Snapchat. I don't even have Snapchat. Like it's I don't, so. It's lame. dumb. You will have. You want to have this uh this social media discussion now or later? I, I mean, I'm just saying. We're Snapchat. gonna have you have another glass Can of that. Can you pay attention? <laughs> never stay on track. Right. Fuck. <laughs> Yo, mouth, damn. Wow. Right there. Swiss Beats, man. Yes. Okay, so I watched his podcast. I watched Drink Champs today. Yeah. Um, and he spoke about how he was signed to Universal, mm-hmm. and they wanted him to go in one direction, which all in all wasn't on brand for him, and he said, fuck that. And I think, so my question is, is do you think someone who's not, who doesn't know who they are, know their vision, know their plan, do you think that they get sucked into that all the time? 100%. Do you think it works sometimes, though? It does, you know, because... At the end of the day, what labels provide is resources. So they might give you a hit, even though it's not what who you are, it'll still go and be successful. Is it worth it, though? That's all up to the artist. Can you, you know, Because what do brand? they want? Again, yeah. it comes back to the question, what do you want? Is that where you do find you motive? Want... Where someone's motive is when they're talking, when you're sitting? Exactly. Okay. So it's like, do you want marketing? Do you want a team? Or do you just want to be a rock star? If you just want to be a rock star, Go sign that label. Let them put everything behind okay. you, and you just sit there and you do what they say, you know. And you get you still bring your talent, yeah. But like, you're not calling any shots because they know they, like Republic for example, like yeah. they're breeding rock stars. Look at Post Malone and what he's doing, and I'm yeah. like close to his team. Yeah. Like, he's done in three years what some artists can't do in ten years. You know, yeah, and it and it you know it could be a number of things. His management, yeah, you know his the label, or just the people that are around him. But yeah, it's just about up. it's just about oh he's the biggest. Yeah. He's just sold out his own festival. It's this weekend, isn't what it? What artist has, has done that? Yeah, created their own festival in three years of being in the industry. Come on. Like, so can that's you get lost what. Lost in that though, like you go course. in and you're like I'm a rock star, but like what kind of rock star? I feel like the people who deter deter from that are people who are like are super specific about their craft how they create their art who they want their art to hit and like they want to remain control over that i feel like when like you're saying with the rock stars who want to go through a label is it someone who in three years like this label has made them a certain type of person and then they want to change because like oh i you know i have all this fame now i actually want to do like what i came in here to do like the music i originally wanted to yeah. produce but isn't it harder to change that image once people have a certain mindset like it a is. rebrand yeah it is Rebrands are possible, but it is harder. You know, it just has to make sense because not all rebrands make sense. When something is working, you shouldn't try to fix it if it's not broken. So it's like... Even if it's not you. Even if it's not you. I mean, 
this you have to think about what Hollywood is. Yeah. You know, like what is Hollywood? Hollywood is. So then nothing's authentic. No, no, no. What's Hollywood? Hollywood is something that's produced. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, uh, what are actors? Who is really Johnny Depp or like Brad Pitt to you? He's whatever role he's playing in that movie. Yeah. And that's what it is in this music industry. You are just that role that you're playing, you know, when you're that artist or you're on that stage. People forget that though. Some do. And then some do keep it real. They walk off that stage and they're back to their, you know, yeah. you know, the, all their homies and like they're, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're chilling like that type, you know, yeah. but some do get lost. A lot get lost. Most get lost. But some do keep it real. As we were having a discussion the other day with um, Flight House, because I was talking about, I was like, I think people lose, with all the social media, they lose touch with what is real, what is not real. 100%. And that brings and us to social media. that's a big social, social media, media thing. Yeah, so how do you feel about social media? Social media. For you media, as what you do. Like, how has me, it sh like shaped what you've done? For me personally, and I was saying this earlier, social media works for me because I'm able to disconnect. Yeah. Um, I like social media. I was there in the beginning when... I mean, what was it, 2011 or something, when Instagram first came out? Yep. What I was doing at the time, like, I was building social media accounts, and, like, I had one of the first accounts that was, like, that hit 10K. Yeah. And I remember back then, like, 2012, like, if you had 10,000 followers... You were God. You're lit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're lit. Luke like, Nillamit, you just call me yeah, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get that K, and you're like, don't yeah. even talk to yeah. me. Don't even look my direction. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear to God, you know? So I got eight followers on Insta right now. You don't have social media to begin with, so, yeah. but it is what it is. So, so I saw the value in social media early on, and, you know, that's, that's a big reason why we did the... That's great foresight. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's a, just another platform. You know, we looked at it as, like, an MTV platform, yeah. which brings me to, like, the reason why we did the MTV show. Yeah. You know, like we were one of the first. Most people don't know this. Catfish, we by the way. Three, episode three. Am I right? That's it. Damn. Right there. You're in like 17 minutes and 28 seconds in. Don't quote me, but I think I'm right. <laughs> I'm like, I got like five seconds of yeah. FaceTime, but it's okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, Your voice was amazing on it. You were like, I no, well. I can't give that information. Have a great day, Neve. Don't fucking call me again. Wait, okay. So, no, you but. Know, can we talk about. Go ahead. No, I, <laughs> well, my question is so, do you think. I guess being a little bit naive and even saying on your coke, I'm, I'm like mimicking your drink. Of right course. Now. Okay, so being just not saying that you're naive, but anyone in that position, <laughs> if they were to get on, you know, that phone call with what's his name? Neve. Shout out Neve. And it's like, yeah, his numbers, blah blah blah. You think you would have been done? He would have fired his ass. No, no, no. That's not what I'm asking. Do you think your career would have stopped from there? Because um, that trust, that trust, and that just it limit has been broken. Stopped, but it would have been a big derail. Okay. Because I think, especially in management, yeah. the number one thing that can't like cannot be broken is like the trust between you and your client. Write that down. Not just <laughs> in management, mm -hmm. in any situation. Yeah. When like you're a business and you're working with someone to help them better their business, like yeah. if there's no trust there, how could you ever grow and progress? Do you so, believe? You know? Okay. What well, What about like second chances? Everyone fucks up. It happens here and there. Okay. I believe in second chances. Is I there a point where you fuck up too bad and you can't just? Mm. I think can't when, you lose, when you break. I don't. I don't believe in that. I really? Believe that when someone shows always, that they're not. Okay, even so. if uh, someone shows their true colors that are just so so bad and like they like hate you so much, like people can always make decisions that are in the better light. You know, like they'll. There's always ways to show someone that like you care or that like you've changed even if mm -hmm. it's just one simple action so you're saying that person is not that person is removed from that action they are not that action they are better as a person but that action shouldn't define them exactly That's and that brings hella me hella fucking compassionate and that bring, brings me back to like why I always live and I, I'm just a, I be in the moment because yeah. like I might have fucked up a day, a day ago but today I'm not fucking up okay you okay. know and like that is what shows is like what's happening right now in the present. Yeah. You know because we all make decisions, some better than others, but like it's what you're doing right now, you know, that really matters. I'm doing a TED talk. I just want you to know. That. Hey, my name's Mary Potus. Welcome to my TED talk. Uh, my, my thing is, is, so I agree with you on that. And like, for me as a person, I I would like to say that like wholeheartedly, like that makes that's beautiful. I think um, for me, I just worry like if someone shows me they're not fucking loyal, I don't. That I can. <clears throat> 
I personally never like if you sh- if you do something that like because for me I let people in and like you rock with me and like you essentially either have to fuck up really bad to get kicked out. Yeah. Well, I also think we trust people, you and I, until yeah. they give us a reason not to trust them. And then I, I think fuck living, you ever again. but I think living, moving to LA, that is dangerous. Yeah. Here, yes, yeah. no, in because LA's everyone has different. bad. Like I'm sorry to say it, but a lot of people have like not good intentions. Yeah, in a way. But you and I, I think, in just the short amount of time that we've been here, we've learned that, but it's not something that we can change. So like, she's also one that doesn't for, like forgive forget. or forget. Yeah. Well, not even well, forgive. You can forgive, this, but just don't forget. Yeah, Take like, note of disrespect everything. Disrespect doesn't have a fucking Take expiration date. Everything. No, yeah, like, I, I rock. But like, I, I appreciate this. Because I feel like, especially in like the industry that you're in, like a lot of people come up with second chances. Like if you wrote off oh, yeah. every they'll person that you anything. came. Yeah. They'll say anything, yeah. you know, anything. To like just get on your good side, or is your bullshit meter like super high? Have you perfected that? Like um, I'm thing? working on it. Yeah. Because I've only been in LA for two and a half years. The first year was super intense, but wow. because so the reason I came to LA actually was because I was building a fashion label. So I've been in the industry for like seven years, yeah. but I took two years off because I had this big opportunity. I went and raised a lot of money from investors and I built a men's, I saw some pieces they're awesome I met so I built a men's streetwear brand um, you know here in LA and while I was doing that I was doing it and you know I kind of escalated quickly to like the elite circle of like people right yeah. I had celebrities wearing my stuff yeah. like I was here there blah 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 I was trying to figure out if I could buy some stuff online last night I was like looking for hey, it hey good for them so <laughs> so um so I took a two-year break to build this brand, and yeah. I actually sold it at the end of last year. And then after I sold it, the beginning of this year in January is when I kind of just like dove right back into the music industry. I partnered up with my buddy, and then, you know, what is it, eight months? Wow, 11 months later, now we're here. Yeah. Um, but throughout that whole roller coaster of like building a brand, I'm, I like got deep into the Hollywood thing. Yeah. And like I like was like, seeing like the real of like what really happens in like Hollywood and how produced everything is and how fake everything is and um you know and I feel like a lot of people that come to LA don't really know like they don't. what Hollywood really is um and it's never what you think it is as anything else you know never is as but um years. yeah it was it was that fuck you up a little bit it did, but I, I got past it and I and I just accepted it, you yeah. know, because that's another big thing that I feel like people don't do is accept things and just be like, it is what it is because you can't control things. You can't control people act. You can't control. I understand why business. you're so successful. I just feel like I, like I gained some wisdom in like 45 minutes that I didn't have, like in my 27 years of life. I think it's because. No, position. that was a compliment. You ain't taking that compliment I'm away. Not, I just no, gave him I'm a compliment. Not, Damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You never let anyone finish when they've got something to say. Oh so I'm going to say this really fucking fast so you don't speak. Okay. All right. I just think it's the experiences that you've already already like gotten and gone through and the shit that you've already dealt with, even that we factor. haven't like even touched on. That is the way that you are right now, and that is the reason why you're so successful. Um... I don't know, I wouldn't say it's a bullshit meter. I don't know if I would put it as that, I would just put it as you've experienced this and that, therefore this is how I'm gonna react and approach the situation of any situation of any person. Yeah. Um, which I think a lot of people don't get. I think they go through like experiences here in Hollywood and it changes them. Yeah. And it changes their mindset and it changes their goals and everything to do with that because they just want to please people. And I don't think that you're there. I think that you're genuine and that you have a goal for everyone that you work with and you're going to stick to it. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever said that, but like, you're right. You're right. Can we switch places? Why? I just feel more comfortable over there. That's when you say, yeah, absolutely. Come take my seat. I'll sit on the floor. What about my good side? I'll sit on the floor. Listen, you know how they say the customer's always right? Isn't that the truth? 
No. Why, wait, okay. That's why I never made it. We, <laughs> we are ha how long? Forty minutes in, and you never said something. <laughs> no, because I am like accepting of it. But it. you should have been like, I ain't sitting you there. You should have told me to move like forty minutes. Like, no, damn. No pressure. You should have been you? like, Mary, can you tell Victoria to you? fucking move? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or just put it on that way. Yeah, you're, you're hella skinny. What the? Don't you, you wear it. Uh, I, I work you wear so it. hard to burn these calories off. You yeah. wear it like a crossbody. Oh, it, uh, it's like crossbody. Oh, like is this a prop? Okay, so, oh god, I'm so happy you brought this up. So on my Instagram, this is my brand. <laughs> <laughs> this is my brand. So Caesar, um, who Girl, is what? an audio engineer no. for Create, um, he hand makes these, and I'm obsessed with them. They're to hold guitars. Um, so during work. In my distro pod, I put my phone in there and it holds my fucking phone. Oh, yeah, okay. and they're just dope and they're weird, so I appreciate them always. That's super dope. Yeah, so they're just they're chilling because I like them. Respect. <laughs> you better not. You more comfortable. Um, you went down. <laughs> what happened? He's is so this low. chair just really low? <laughs> 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 Wait, Wait you, I what didn't happened? realize you were. No, you low. went down. By the way, is it this one? Maybe. To be honest, to be honest, this is the is urban table I create. Yours? So I. What? Can well, I how get tall another are you? Chair here? I'm five eight. I'm not that I'm short. Five, eight, you want this one? Way. I'm gonna be even. You're gonna um, be low though. Yeah, no, but I feel like I can fix wait, it. Wait, is this how I wear it? Here, go ahead. Yeah, that's so exactly damn high maintenance. I'm moving chairs, like moving. I, I honestly, I am a little bit high maintenance, but I honestly. Yeah. Can I get another chair? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, was, see, see, I, I, I was, was comfortable and I didn't Wait, say shit. Sure. We good. <laughs> Yo, you look like a midget. <laughs> and you already shorted out. Wow. Look at me. I'm looking out for you. I told yeah. you, damn. That's look at you crazy. like hit like a sinkhole. All right, well, let's stay on time. What time you got to dip? It's like. Um, honestly, no, I don't I don't have any. Uh, yeah, we're good. Can we get a time check, though? I mean, like, I think that. All right, well, me and this chair are going to chill right here. Oh, that was funny. Did you switch waters yet? Have you tasted the 1.5 liter water? I'm excited for that one. Okay. How did this one taste compared to the cap? Was the flow? Honestly, I prefer the flow on this one. On that one? Yeah. Is that the a 42 or a 24? I think this is a. That's um, a one milliliter. I yeah. mean, one liter. This is a one M. What I like to a. get. Okay. Well, we'll write that and down. This is all M's. Yeah, M's. You know? No L's. No L's. Just oh, Millie's. Yeah. Yo, I fuck with this actually. It's kind of like a baby, but like a bad. It's a kind of a vibe, like a right? Yeah. It's, it's a vibe. Don't so, just, just don't look what's in there, but what? you can rock it. Don't go in his don't shit. Do <laughs> Yo, come on. You can invade his. You can invade his life through the <laughs> internet. Not, you ain't gonna do it through personal. the fanny pack. You what you, you call it a purse? Or a pers personal. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're it. <laughs> it's kind of like having like a stylish child. I feel like I couldn't, like, chicks, again, with big boobs can't rock this because it just adds to, like, the front. It's like, hey. I agree. Okay. Well, okay. God, I wish I cared. <laughs> Wait, uh, did you switch drink? Is that, you brought No, yours. no, I All brought, right, you good. I okay. walked this one All right. over. Um, can we have the conversation about um, someone's face tattoo? Uh, Arnold. Oh, Arnold is dead. Yeah. Which he has changed his name a few times, so... Why? Was he good friends with Lil Xan? Is Best that okay? With Lil Zan. I just wanted to make sure. Best friend. He has okay. Xanarchy tattooed on his neck. Is that for real? Doesn't. Well, let me refrain. So they're super cool now. Okay. Like Zan's gonna come to our studio and okay. we're gonna cook up. Um, but during the time frame when I, they were like on tour and like working together and he was producing for him, um, you know, Zan. His team, I guess I'll call it, yeah. just wasn't, you know, doing the right business. So I think that's what happened. And that um, reflects on him as an artist. So do you look at artists differently when they have a team that's... 100%. Okay. I'd but I think his team is a, his team is very aggressive. Like, he went live that one time. I well, just saw have from you not seen? I mean, I, only reason I speak on this because it's a public thing where, yeah. like, everyone knows that Lil Xan is not treated well yeah. you know, through his management Absolutely. and whatever, whoever it is. Okay. I do know his his booking team is amazing. I know all of them. Cool. Um, but so at that time, you know, they were trying to sign Arnold and they just weren't really giving him the right deal. And we kind of came into the picture. We're like, you know, don't sign that. Like, come with us. Like, yeah. This is a family ting. Yeah. And okay. um, a family ting. You know, that's cool. That's cool. Toronto. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like, so, but they're cool now. You know, there's no hard feelings, but okay. it was a, definitely like a super, like, family thing situation. But yeah, so Arnold is dead. Um, 
He got the face tattoo, which is, I think, which, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is the hardest face tat in all of face tats, right? You looking at Charles answer my question? Wait, Arnold. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Charles, is answer that, that fucking question, is Charles. That true? Yeah, Why? you're damn right it is. <laughs> Charles, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, so he has Anne Frank, yeah, which does. I'm sure we all know who she is. No, I don't. Can you his, please explain? And this is the funniest part about this. Not the funniest, but so I met That's Arnold funny. when he didn't have. The Arnold, or he didn't have Anne Frank tatted on his face. Oh, okay. so I feel like I, that's what he's known for. It is. Okay. So, so I met him in a studio session that we were having. I, I don't know if it was for Trippy, and this was like a year and a half ago, like okay. almost two years ago. And um, I was like, "Oh, you're dope!" Like he's he's a big drummer, so he like he's was a fantastic. He's a drummer. I've seen, yeah, yeah. So he's a drummer, and like he's great. He's like our drummer. <laughs> no, like, no, no, he's no matter dope. what record yeah. that we produce, yeah. like we're like, "Yo, Arnold, handle these drums." Yeah. So, um, so I met him in a studio session and normal. I was like, oh, cool, dope. He's kind of talented, whatever. He's, uh, he's like a cool dude. Um, and then literally we had a, a session the next day. It was like me, Jimmy, Gusta Guru. And he walks into the studio <laughs> and this <laughs> goddamn art, like full, like, like his whole cheek, like normal, like nothing happened. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yo, what's, what's up, bro? How you feeling? You got a historic figure on your face. <laughs> I was like, what is good with that? You know, like, that's a literally. Tell me his response is like, what? What do you mean? He was just like, yeah, bro, do you fuck with it? <laughs> I don't have a fucking choice now. And I'm like, wow, like, that is bold. Mm. And then I was like, I like asked him, I was like, what is, like, why? You know, like, that's yeah. a really bold decision. I was like, why Anne Frank? You know, because everyone knows Anne Frank. Mm hmm. And he just described her struggle, like, and compared it to his. Yeah. You know, like, she was, you know, locked in a closet. She wanted to do all these things, but she was, like, controlled by, like, the government and oh, society. Shit. And she couldn't, like, leave and, and express herself. And, like, he felt himself being in that situation of, like, he just wanted to create and, like, make music. But, like, society wouldn't allow him. And, you know, he didn't have the funds and he didn't have the resources. And, yeah. you know, he felt trapped like she did. I think that's really funny because I think anyone that is not even. Did you say funny? N well, listen, I'm not done. Thank you. <laughs> it is funny in a way because people who are not in. I guess not even knowledgeable about urban artists and their background and everything, look at that and say, that is drugs related. Even yeah. if it was, yeah. Yeah, right. even yeah. if he was on drugs when he did it, there's a story behind it 100%. that I don't think anyone knows. So they just think, you know, that's a stupid kid. Like what the fuck was he doing? It was a dumb night. He got reckless. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's really interesting putting that into play. That's why it's funny. Do you understand now? Dude, I gotta let you finish your sentences more because they Damn. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, even yeah. me personally, no, I thought it was do. just drug-related. So, hearing that, do. I'm just like, I have so much more respect for, for you than I did even previous to this conversation. Yeah. That's dope. You roll with some people that are, like, in their thoughts, but the way that they express them is, like... And that's those are the type of people that I want around me. Yeah. You know, it's, like, heavy thinkers, but, like, still... It's a rare breed. Are passionate about what they do and every move that they make. Yeah. You know, because it's very rare that, like, people even have explanations for the shit that they do. Absolutely. You know? and Most people don't have explanations yeah. for the shit that they do. They just do, do it. Which is mm -hmm. reckless. Like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm all about being reckless. I think a face tattoo would be fucking aggressive to be reckless with, but. And then he did that. And yeah. The internet took off. Exactly. You know, he. I when I met him, he had four thousand followers. You know, and out of nowhere, like I think within like a two month time frame, he had like forty thousand followers. Yep. And it's just like that's crazy. All real organic. Every blog write up yeah. talking about this kid who tattooed Anne Frank on his face. But like, it's beautiful. Like the artwork is. No, like, it is. Yeah. It's done very well, and like. There's a story behind it. Most people don't know it, but there is, and it's super passionate. That's not what I thought was going to come out of your mouth. I was waiting for you to be like, yeah, so look, you got fucked up, and like... Which I think is, that that statement alone, like having someone say, yeah, A, B, and C, or just A, got fucked up and did this, 
that is so fucking common now. Yeah. There's no there's no story behind anything or even like you said, authenticity or just any like literally anything. The the fucking line of just right now is, oh he got fucked up. Oh he's on some sort of drugs. Like, or that's like I all... just wanted a face tag because like everyone's getting face yeah, tags. Exactly. So like what happens There's... when like what's next if it's not face tats? <laughs> where else are we where else are you gonna tat? Because I feel like that's a staple so, now. I don't think it's about face tattoos. I right. think it's just about the fact that society finally... <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so I think it's more so the fact that society has accepted tattoos. Okay. Because tattoos have always been taboo. Right? Like, even me. When I got my sleeve, like, yeah. everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yo, Okay. Didn't you know? I have, actually, I did. I, well, I we come time. from a very conservative family so, from so Maryland. Why, yeah. So, Mary, her father. So, well, okay, they're, like, pretty normal. But getting this, yeah. everyone was like, you've changed. What did you yeah. do? What are you going through? Yeah. And it's just so, like, like, no. My father's super conservative. Yeah. Like, Republican. Okay. Like, like as, as most as it gets, you yeah. know, and I was like the oddball. Like I, I, I hang out with like urban crowds. I got my ears pierced early on. I, I at least I waited till I was like 21. I didn't get my first mm-hmm. tattoo till I was 21. But you know, I got a sleeve, and my dad was just like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Like literally. <laughs> so I think that, you know, and it's funny because I was just talking about this the other night. Justin Bieber was ahead. Yeah. Okay. Four or five years ago, this kid was running around town, getting fully sleeved up, wearing backwards hats, sagging his pants, trying to be in the hip-hop scene, right? No one understood it. Yeah. No one. They're like, what is he doing? He's crazy. Like, he's tripping. Like, what's going on? What drugs. happened four years later? Yeah. Everyone. What happened four Did years later? Did you just later? say drugs? No, people thought he was some drugs. No, oh. thought he was some drugs. <laughs> yeah. Four years later. The coolest thing around is urban, yeah. hip hop, yep. the f- culture, drinking Hennessy, smoking backwoods. Yeah, that's now. It's also the fastest growing genre. JB was doing that four <laughs> like, years ago. <laughs> Shout out Justin Bieber. <laughs> I thought, but he's tapped in. No, yeah. He's but I think it takes in. more than it takes more than just one person for other people to realize that. 100%. So who but they're gonna go hardest on that one person 100%. when they're looking fucking crazy out there. And 100%. exactly. And then when people follow Justin Bieber, it's like, oh, they're they're into this now. Like this is becoming like a lifestyle. This is a thing. And everyone, yeah, took a shit on Justin. Yeah, but like, so what is the lifestyle like? What is being an urban artist in the urban scene like? Produce like working with this. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, what about that specific genre of music? Besides the awesome people that you work with, like, do you connect more with the fans that receive the music? Do you connect more with the people besides like them working with you specifically, like the type of music they produce? Do you connect more with their background? Like, because I feel like you could have gone into any genre and been hella successful. Yeah. So like, what about th- this specific genre in? LA made you come and stay and like you're gonna stay I'm assuming for I think it's the struggle Okay. I think the struggle that every artist goes through because it's something that everyone can relate to yeah whether you what doesn't matter what genre you're in yeah the struggle is something that you know whether you struggle with your team you struggle with your marketing you struggle with your music your product I think the struggle is something that everyone faces and everyone has to surpass okay um and that's that's pretty much what I see as far as like doesn't matter what genre you're in, but like I look at it and I'm like the struggle. It transcends. Yeah. It touches you know, everyone. And then like I think for me, that helps me like, alright, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I think I don't think the most mainstream, like most consumers see the struggle. But they for me on the on the on like the back end, that's what makes me like Yeah feel that artist or that person that I'm working with. Alright, so we're not, and I'm going to start doing this better one because now I feel like with you we should just literally suck all the knowledge in your brain and like hold it in a vat and since <laughs> that's illegal and then have you leave here just brain dead? No, I just like the juices of your brain. Okay. What do you want to do? Throw up. So we're going to ask you, so Bestow is essentially, Mary and I came up with Bestow as like. Yeah, he knows. Okay. Yeah, she told me <laughs> I asked her in the beginning. She's super beautiful when she's so good. Um, she is. Yes, you are. <laughs> we are related. Um, what would you, if you could pass back one piece of information about a situation or experience or circumstance that you had gone through that you 
could have done differently for someone who is trying to be in your shoes right now, like coming up? What would be something that you wish you could have changed or like you wish you could tell other people that are trying to essentially be you? Um, pass back that information to them. All I would say is listen. Okay. Um, one of my biggest regrets was not listening. And it was with XXX Tentacion. Okay. X used to FaceTime me every day when he had Say like, that again because that was beautiful. The way you just said it. So one of my biggest regrets was not listening. Okay. And one of the artists that I didn't listen to was XXX Tentacion. So he used to FaceTime me every day. Okay. When he had like less than 10,000 followers. And he used to tell me all these things. The way he wants to market his stuff. How he wants to do things and how he wants to be an artist and he would ask me to work with him and I just wasn't in that mind space because this was four years ago yeah. before Urban was a thing so I was like you know he was still you know going crazy like acting wild and beating people up and you know his the whole thing that he was like glorified for unfortunately then he changed um you know I just never listened you know, and he would tell me all these things that made sense, but what he was doing, I just wasn't about. Um, and that's like my biggest regret. And what I always will always say to anyone that's in this business is like, just listen, whether you're in on, on the manager side, the artist side, the A&R side, the executive side, just listen um, to what's being told to you and try to process it as much as you can, because a lot of the times where I thought that I was right, you know, I maybe I wasn't. Yeah. And you know, seeing what X did yeah. to this world and the culture that we're in now, you know, it was something special. Yeah. It was really something special, and all I can say is that I wish I did listen to him early on. You know. Because but you're listening now, and it feels like it looks like he taught you in a, in a different big way. Lesson. Yeah. And now, you know, you're making moves. Yeah. Now I'm listening. Yeah. And okay. So yeah. I have one more question before we end. So I have one person in my life here that, you know, always has my back, looks out for me and tells me how it is because I've learned a lot of people out here are yes, men, yes, women. They just want to, you know, please you, but not actually follow through. So who's that person in your life? That what? That tells you how it is, what you, you know, just keeps you together. Like, hey, you should be doing this. And you're like, when you don't really realize it, like gives you that good advice, that advice that my, sometimes that you don't think that you need, but like you need it. It's real. One of my mentors, he's a, he's an older, not older gentleman. He's 37. He's um, young. Yeah, he's young. And he's very successful. Has over 100 businesses. Cool. And he's like, so he, what he taught me is like when you're doing business, always have five powers that you call before you make a big decision. So call five people, whether they're successful, rich, poor, doesn't matter. Call five people, ask for their opinion, tell them what you're, the decision you're about to make, and then make the decision after you ask all of them. And so he's been my mentor for a few years now, and he's he's who I really depend on and like ask and go to for yeah. like things or anything that, that I think. Okay. First of all, dope ass question. Ooh, okay. You take, why do you like hold it back? It's just like, yeah. Swing those things. Around. Oh my God. Just put them. We're going to end on that note because that was beautiful. And that was very impactful. And, Thank you. Well, Luke, no limit, no middle name. No, no fucking limit. <laughs> no, Which no. You didn't ask me why, no. but it's all good. That was you. What? No limit? Yeah. Why? Is no why? Limit? Why? Why? Because so, he so lives why? his life with no limits. Is so that it? It's a... not about like doing crazy shit or yeah. like doing like outlandish things. Yeah. It's about living life without an actual limit. Where like, so growing up my whole life, I've done everything. Like, when I was 16, I created this no-limit thing, and, like, I tried to be a, a personal trainer. Yeah. I tried to go to school for being a firefighter. I had my own business. Yeah. I, you know, I did so many things 
because I had no limit. I was like, it doesn't matter who I am or what I do. I just want to try it. Okay. You know, so the brand of No Limit is like, don't limit yourself. You know, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And don't let anything else around you limit you. Whether it's anything, you know. Being, I was a barber. You know, I like, when I was 17 years old, all of my friends used to come to my house after school and pay me $10 for me to, like, give them a haircut. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, like, every business that I've ever had was, like, no limit something. So, like, when I was trying to be a personal trader, it was, like, no limit lifting. When I was trying to, like, be, like, a, a host, it was, like, no limit VIP. You know, and it's just, like, now I've created this whole Luke No Limit thing where, and by the way, I was inspired by Master P. Okay. No Limit Records, right? And... That's where it kind of really started. Okay. But that's what it's about. It's just like, don't ever limit yourself to anything, whether it's a relationship, business, something you believe in. Yeah. Go. Go hard for it. Go hard for it because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. There is no limit. The sky isn't the limit. We're going to end on that note. All right, it's been real. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, Again, everyone, this is uh, Luke No Limit. (laughs)